Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. Our guest, Beata Swearin-Reed, is an in-demand life and leadership coach, an international keynote speaker, and a change maker. Awarded the Woman of Excellence 2019 by the Women's Economic Forum in India, Beata has been a featured guest on a variety of TV, podcasts, summits, and workshops in the genre of self-improvement and well-being. Beata has been a featured speaker on Les Brown's Power Voice Summit, and she is the founder of Beata Life and Leadership Coaching, a unique platform of coaching to success through journaling. She empowers people and businesses to navigate through many of life's challenges, such as job loss, business struggles by teaching them about the power of their own thinking and guiding them to adjust their mindset for better outcomes. Beata works with leaders to help them find peace in the workplace power dynamic. Beata and reed shares about the disadvantages for an immigrant with a heavy accent, and yet she did it anyway. She talks about her monkey mind and the challenges of the imposter voice and the power of journaling. If you love to serve and give to others, add value to the world, you can help people. Beata, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to learning so much from you and sharing it with the world. Thank you so much, Robert. And I'm so happy for your invitation and happy to be here. Fantastic. So you made the leap into entrepreneurship from a successful career in hospitality. Can you share a little bit about making that transition and, and how that worked for you? I love that you said transition because I think uh, there is this this myth and this uh, misunderstanding about change and transition, but we will go there. Uh, so yes, I I actually well let me start here because people probably are curious where this girl accent is from. Yeah, <laughs> so it was one of my first questions when I was getting. Uh, you know, in hospitality toward, but, oh, where are you from? So I am, I'm living in Colorado Springs, Colorado, but I'm originally from Poland. Da-da, no more secrets. <laughs> so uh, I moved from Poland, came to Colorado Springs, and I worked in uh, one of the biggest and top hotels, five stars, five diamonds, on different positions until I got to management, and and then I transitioned. So how it happened? I loved I loved service, and I still love service. And I serve people, like I said, in in different forms. I was a server. I was a host. Then I was a supervisor. Our front desk. Oh my gosh! I there were a, a joke even like everybody knew me almost in the hotel. I was like oh where where didn't you work i i you know sometimes i even long time ago but i, I even picked up a, a shift at a security as a security <laughs> guard so this little girl yeah I, i'm i'm five feet tall so you can imagine very scary <laughs> anyway uh i love to serve in hospitality and this direct contact with uh, with uh, my clients and uh anticipating their needs before they even spoke them out 
But then uh, I was growing. I was investing in myself and my educating, educating myself. And the service that I was providing, it was okay, but it did not feed my soul anymore. So it was like, like sometimes we're like, I just go to work to make money, but I don't feel passion anymore. It's so I knew that the burnout is coming and I have to do something about that. And of course, life and work, you know, it goes together. So my work was not satisfying anymore. My relationships uh, in private life were kind of tough. Like what's going on? So I, when something is not right, you better really focus on it. So I hired the coach. And it's when when I really started growing and I realized that I still love service, but it's time to move up, to level up and start serving in different way. I discovered coaching for myself as a client, but also it was like realization. Oh, my God, it is how I want to help people because we get stuck in the stories. And I know that you know a lot about that. Yes, we get stuck in the stories in our minds. And sometimes we tell ourselves, oh, it is what it is. I'm working for 15, 20, 30 years in this job. I cannot transform, transition, or change it now. It's too late. (laughs) For me, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to go there. For me, it was tough because I have accent. And this accent actually was stopping me for a very, very long time because I was telling myself a story that who'd listen this girl with this broken English and this silly accent. So I, I was stuck in that story for a very long time. But then with the help of mentors, I realized like you, you have if you want to be happy, you have to overcome your own insecurities. If you want to really feel fulfilled in life and I always was about making my life meaningful. So if you want a meaningful life, you have to forget your uh, insecurities and focus on people that you want to help and serve. Mm, so good. Well, you mentioned mentors in there. And how, so how does a, a young person with an accent find a mentor to help her through? <laughs> Uh, it's in my case, it was funny story and young person. Thank you very much. I'm just saying I have just good and awesome blood, Polish blood. And I look young, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So for me, it was funny story. I was r- really listening to a podcast on one of coaches that I knew not personally, but I was listening to her for a while and she was interviewing another coach from Canada. And this lady, for some reason, I I just couldn't stop listening to her. And she was talking about journaling. And I was like, gosh, this is like, why why is my mind even focused on that? Like, I'm not fluent in English. I hate to write in English. Why I would like to journaling in meaning writing, yes, your thoughts, your your desires. And um, at the end, she said, uh, that there is a some kind of survey or uh, assessment that you can fill out and send to them and you have like 20 or 30 minutes uh, with her as a coach so i i started it but i didn't finish that assessment because i was stuck in my story 
And a couple of days uh, later, I received this email like, hey, Beata, I see that you started that assessment, but you never finished. Like, would you like to continue? So uh, I was like, oh, I was challenged. Like somebody cut me that I didn't finish my, I'm recovering perfectionist. So I was like, okay, now I have to finish that. So I, I, I'm just going to send it. But I was scared to get on that phone with her for some reason. But I did eventually to make the whole story short, we did on the call. She read me very quickly and best coach I ever had probably. And uh, yeah, and I started working with them and their company. And then I became certified in their methodology, which is coaching through journaling, mm. which was very, very powerful. Still scary because you have to face your you know, you look in the mirror, you are naked and you have to admit it's who I am, that are my strengths, but I do have weaknesses, how I can work on it. But that that requires a really a little bit of bravery. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that taking responsibility is so hard. Right? <laughs> Especially for ourselves. <laughs> and our thoughts. Oh, that you know, I always say I have mon monkey mind. Yeah, my mind is always working. And I don't know if it's after my mom or it's Polish thing, but I always, it changed because I educate myself and I invest in my growth. But very for a very long time, I was predicting always the, the worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would not focus on, what can go right? I was like, oh, but probably I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. Something is gonna happen. So I, I'm, I'm the really witness of this victim story that for, I was living for a very long time. But the good news is that you don't have to stay stuck there. You can overcome that mindset. You can really get. But like you said, you have to get to know what how your mind works not from the uh, neurog neurological, what, what is the word? I cannot even pronounce it. Like you not have to know your mind as a doctor, surgeon, but as where your thoughts go when change comes, when the transition comes. And I want to highlight the, the change and transition because it's what I work with my people around a lot. Change, I was so lost on that uh, actually, uh, on what is change and transition we very often mix that so change i real, realized and learned in my coaching is just a fact it's just an event that happens in, in can happen in a split minute yes like i was working in his on in hospitality yesterday and maybe i got fired so the fact is that i was an employee and today i i'm not I don't have a job. So this is a fact. The change is fact that something happened. You are not there anymore, but your mind is. You still go there and you're like, why did it happen? Why would do they do this to me? I was such a great employee. And we all do it. It's just the hu how human mind works. And transition now, so the change happens. It can happen fast can happen, you know, usually happens fast, like COVID came. Who could expect that? No one. And we could not accept it for a long time, but eventually we had to. The transition part is this inner process of accepting what 
has happened. Going to the point with our mind mostly and hearts then that, okay, it what happened, it's here where I am right now, my tools that I have available at the moment. And here I start thinking where I want to go. I don't want to stay unemployed for the rest of my life. So I, yeah, I have to pick up my pride, my, you know, ego and say, all right, now it's time to act. And very often, unfortunately, especially in relationships and when, when the divorce, the breakups happened, friends, betrayals, we stay stuck in this moment where we, we feel betrayed. So for a year, we are how he, she could do it to me, how it could happen to me. And, and I was there too. I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? And actually it was not to me, but for me, mm. because usually that moment of change and transition is redirecting you in a actually direction where you're supposed to go, but maybe you are too scared to do it on your own. It's actually, I speak for myself because always when life kicks me in the butt, it's the redirection from where I was just going in the wrong way. And the life, God, universe, whatever you believe in is just sometimes really hard, some, yeah, harsh, but sometimes slowly redirecting you in the correct direction where you, your skills, your abilities will actually be valued by people, next job, next relationships, wherever, whatever that change or transition is. Well, you mentioned something real subtle in there about feeling down or feeling out of control, but then deciding where you want to go and deciding that future self that you want to be. Can you could you dig a little deeper into this this choice of our future? I love it. Choice actually is my actually word for 2022. Hmm. So I love that. Yes, it's always about, cho about choice. We are choosing everything, in the, even if we think that we don't and we are avoiding action, it's also a choice, yes? You, you are choosing not to act on what deep down you really know that you, you need to do. Uh, so uh, choice and decision, it's very, it goes together. First, you have to, but, well, let's start there. First, you need to get clear on where you are and where you want to go. Because very often we are working in this crazy cycle of insanity, doing the same things, thinking the same things over and over and expecting different results. <laughs> so you have to get really clear where you are and where you want to go. What is your goal? What is your dream? Because, you know, I, I noticed that the goal is important and it can really make you going but dream dream will make you do stuff and overcome procrastination and it will like drive you towards your destination or the journey that you are on so make sure that you are clear where you are where you want to go then you have to be confident confident in the meaning you have to believe in yourself that you will be able to overcome obstacles that come, that you are going to uh, go wherever life you want you to go and use your skills. So in other words, for me, confidence is actually 
believing that you're going to figure out whatever comes to you. And it's nothing more than stretching your comfort zones. And look at me. I have to stretch my comfort zone every single day because sometimes I'm talking and people say, excuse me, can you repeat? What did you say? And <sighs> so uh, I have still this little, you know, little uh, mean person in my mind that said, oh, your accent. So you have to stretch your comfort zone. Be clear, be confident. And then there is that more. So when you are confident, it's also the step where you have to make a choice. I'm here. It's what is happening. But I know that I don't want to stay here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not is, change is scary, but nothing is more scary than staying somewhere or with someone where you don't belong anymore. You know, sometimes, especially jobs, we stay for years in a job relationships in the jobs that are toxic and actually not healthy for us, but we are too scared to make a change. So here's the choice. And then clarity, confidence in when you do the choice. And first step is courage to act. Nothing happens without your participation. So you have to get your butt out of the couch and actually start putting the work into what, what was your dream or goal. And here is the, the decision. You have to make decision that I will do whatever it takes to get where I want to be. And mm. the best time to predict your future is to create it. And it's now. Hmm. So good. I, I think the challenge is that so many people feel stuck in their mediocrity. Right, they're stuck in the job without an option, or they're, or they're stuck in a relationship, and, and they don't feel like they have a choice, right? Because the world is acting against them, and, and this is just the, this is just the situation. They're, they're, they're stuck in, in because they don't see any other option. I love, I love that what you said because uh, right now I remember George Bernard show quote. He said, "People." are always blaming circumstances for what they are. I don't blame circumstances. I don't believe in circumstances. I create my future. I cannot, if I cannot find circumstances, I make them. So it's what I learned also. I, for so long, I was stuck in this belief that I'm foreigner, I'm just an immigrant. I cannot get promotion, the, one, the, the big promotions. I really blame like who I am here. People don't respect me. But it was my story. It was a lie that I was telling myself because I was afraid to take action and to go after my dreams until the day when I felt almost burned out and said, now or never, I have to do something. If I don't do anything, then I'm, I, I failed. Like I, and I, I don't like to be a failure. I, I'm ambitious. So you have to take, like you said, responsibility. Take responsibility for your own life. Nobody is going to come and save you. There is no, you know, some kind of magic wand that is going to come. That here you go. Here's your new job, new relationship. It's going to be perfect. Life is hard. You have to work on in your life. But we do hard because, you know, all the best things that happened for me actually were hard. <laughs> so good. I'm going to go back a little bit because you mentioned language and you mentioned somebody 
not understanding you. And I think language learning, if you've had to learn a second language and use a second language regularly, is one of the first places or the strongest examples of failing to learn, right? You, know, I mean, right. you, you, you fail, you, you have to try it and do it wrong for somebody to, to correct your pronunciation and correct the, the way you put the words together. And until somebody corrects you, you, or until you use it, you think it's perfect in your head, right? Absolutely. So <laughs> oh my gosh. You just, you just remind me my like first, days in us because yeah i i had an interview as a student back in poland so they picked me i was like wow my english is really good yeah <laughs> so so when i came to us started working and you have all these people with different accents it's not plain yet we are there's so much of diversity in uh, american us marketplace and i'm like oh my gosh there is someone saying hey man what's up dude and i was like what is this english like what the heck yeah they, they especially in europe they try to uh they try to teach you this uh, english like uh, british english so it's very formal and like so correct and here everyone is like relaxed and use these idioms and so i was very lost at the beginning but like, you're so right if i would not let people to correct me I would not speak at all and i had and it was a really big challenge for me because i said i'm i'm challenging like i challenge myself and i like to do stuff in the right way the perfect way again recovering uh, perfectionist so it was tough for me to hear where i was fluent in polish and nobody was correcting me i was very good uh, in polish language and here now it's like what did you say and you say it that way so my little ego was challenged, like, ah, how they can notice that I say it. And this is the best part. And it still is happening. So I have to also uh, accept that my English is ongoing process, that I will learn that language for my entire life. Because we are saying with my English, American friends, the same word. And for me, it, I pronounce it exactly how they say it. And they are laughing. But... And like oh my gosh it's it's not really how we say it yeah so there is this little accent that i put in on different letter and it sounds for them differently but again i have to go inside that i don't care at least you understand me i speak english <laughs> no not that i don't care but i accept where i am i will have my accent for the rest of my life i really tried to get rid of it didn't work so i better use it for my advantage so <laughs> absolutely but i i think there's value in that experience right there's value in in learning that if i put myself out there and i try using it and i practice it yeah i'm gonna fall on my face and make mistakes and people are gonna laugh at at my accent but i'm learning right absolutely. and that that translates so much into entrepreneurship the ability to to try a marketing plan, the ability to try a sales plan, the ability to get on a stage and and speak, or all of these different things that entrepreneurs can do to to grow their business, but they've got to be willing to step out and try it and learn from it, right? That scientific experiment type, absolutely. Put it out there, learn and grow, get to the next level. 
but so many don't take that risk. And I think language learning is a, is a powerful example. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching. Want to learn the mindset secrets of successful entrepreneurs that have been shared on our podcast? Well, you can get them for free at addvaluemindset.com, addvaluemindset.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Uh, and, and Americans are the worst at, at trying to understand um, foreign accents. We're the, we're the worst at trying to help people in a pleasant way. Um, I had the advantage of knowing English and being able to learn a foreign language in a foreign place that was much friendlier. And, and I imagine if people go to Poland and they're trying to learn Polish, that the Polish people are much more forgiving. And so on behalf of all of us that are rude and, and mean when it comes to, to helping immigrants, I want to <laughs> apologize because I, no, I learned that lesson the hard way. And, and I, and I, it's frustrating to me that, that we're not more forgiving. But it's, it's just taking us back to this strength. Yeah. Like, okay, there are people that are laughing, but how do you, and not react, but mm -hmm. respond to their laugh. Say, like, great, I'm so happy that I could make you happy for a few minutes and laugh. Maybe you don't laugh often in your life. I don't know. But the most important, and it's so perfect for entrepreneurs, you cannot let the small things stop you for your big vision. Because if I would stop myself right there where I was ashamed of my accent and didn't really want to speak out loud, I would never get on the stages. And oh my gosh. And it's also going back to, I had to put my ego, but you know, you can't remove your ego. It's impossible. If someone tells you that work with me and you, I will help you to get rid of your ego. It's part of humans. Like it, your ego sometimes is really helpful to keep you going. But when it's in your way, you have to, I, I have this little tag. It's like, okay, ego, you are not helping me right now go on vacation bye-bye so because i have bigger vision for what i have to do so i have to get on these stages and with my accent actually i noticed and it was the feedback from my audience like because i have accent they have to listen like intensively so there's this active listening actually happening they are not on their phones because they have to focus on what i'm gonna say <laughs> so i it's how i view it so it's all about the story that we tell ourselves and entrepreneurs we can make up crazy stories yeah about why we cannot succeed in whatever you are doing like oh my goodness and, and what's I, funny is for every yeah. for every cannot that we tell ourselves the opposite is 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 actually true, right? Oh, yeah, always. Absolutely. And so when you say, "Well, I can't make a million dollars," or "I can't speak on that stage," the opposite is actually the truth. And and the more that you tell yourself the 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 negative connotation, the more your your brain and body believe it and keep you where you are. Yeah, one of my mentors, if I can uh, can just uh, add here, one of my mentors, uh, he always asked ask this question two questions so when he says when you think that you can't ask yourself am i able and then 
look around on people who are doing the same job, the same uh, brand, whatever you are doing in your life, you, yeah, what, yeah, whatever market you are working uh, for. If someone there is successful already, so are you able? If they were able, you are able to, because you can only follow their blueprint and add whatever is specific for you. And the second question, this is tough one. Are you willing? Mm. Because we are always able to, because we have people who already walk our path before probably. But the second is, are you willing? Because mm. here comes the hard work. All the insecurities going to show up in the willingness. Because when you act on your dream, when you act on your goals, you start working as an entrepreneur and there are going to be challenges. There no, you know, roses all the time. There's really tough, tough hikes sometimes. So you, am I willing? Am I willing to go through all of these challenges and obstacles and do whatever it takes to be successful? That question is very important because if you are not willing, then you won't get there. Mm, absolutely. So obviously you, you're a huge fan of journaling and understand the power of of journaling as a routine. What other routines do you practice daily that help you stay focused? Actually, I found out very simple practice, which everyone can use anywhere, especially in a stressful situation. So uh, I was in the hospitality. It's the brand and it's a marketplace that never sleeps. Yes, it's 24 seven. And it's very challenging. So back then I was very stressful, stressed and uh, I learned briefing. Hmm. This is always accessible. It's, you know, when you are in a room full of people or you are by yourself, you don't have to go and find any tools. It's in you. <sighs> it's all we do. Breathe, breathe deeply. And, you know, we, we forgot how to breathe. And I had to learn again. We are breathing very uh, shallow. And we have to go and learn how to actually bring the oxygen to our mind and our bellies through deep breathing. This is very uh, helpful. And the other, it's for, for everyone is something else, but my routine is also writing, meditation, briefing wherever I can. And uh, not wherever, I'm briefing all the time, but this aware briefing, I'm, I wanna say this, but when you are aware about your breath. So. <laughs> And uh, I like to move, like movement is another thing. Oh my gosh, this just keeps me going. Mm, so good. All right, so you mentioned confidence. How, how have you been developing your confidence? Obviously your dream is a big driver for, for you to keep moving, but how is your confidence following? The first and foremost for everyone out there, I want to highlight what is sometimes very twisted about confidence. Conf they, a lot of people, especially here in US, they say, you have to be born to be confident. Oh, you were born that way. It's not true. No, no, no. This is not true. Confidence is developed like every other skill. And I'm developing it since I was a little girl. I was born in Poland during communist. That was very challenging time. Then at age seven, I had accident, car accident, traumatic brain injury. And they told me that I will never be normal. For a mm. kid, seven year old, 
it means just I won't be like any other kids that I will won't achieve that I'm not enough. So my confidence was kind of taken away, but really not because it was the story that someone told an opinion of the doctors about me. And my mom was very smart. She is still very smart woman, but then she was my first mentor. She said, the others people's opinions are not none of your business. You have to be you. You have to challenge yourself and only you can have the finishing line. My finishing line is the day of when I die. When I die, I don't have actually any, any power over that. But until I have power over my life, I will do what I want to do. So the confidence actually comes from other people. So you have re- first from our parents, educators. So if there are people that are not really helping you to grow, you have to change your tribe. So the tribe mm-hmm. that you are with is very important. It's it's really where confidence is shaped. Then experiences. Yes, you go first, like for me, I came to US, okay, I was working in hospitality before, but the way they do stuff here was very different that we were doing that in Poland. And I was not confident in what I thought I'm very good at anymore. So I had to practice my practice until I became it. So practice is another thing that, uh, that you you shape your confidence and develop your confidence through and then awareness self-awareness you you how again we go back to how your mind works like your thoughts create feelings your feelings creates action or non-action like you you can act on stuff or you decide oh no i'm not confident i want to do it that's not true confident comes with time and it's like a muscle you just need to work on it and i do it every single day like coming to your show today it's it's just stretching my comfort zone again and straightening my confidence and building my confidence as Mm. a speaker as a coach as a human so good i like we I like to call it borrowed belief, right? In that beginning, you borrow somebody's belief, whether it's a parent that, that believes in you or a partner or a, or a coach, right? And you borrow their belief, um, you know, oh, you can get on that stage, you can do it. And, and and then you try it the first time. And then I like how you take it to the next level and you practice, practice, practice and get good at, get good at your craft so that you develop that confidence to match that borrowed I- belief. Robert, I, I that's so true. Borrow belief from people that help you to level up, but don't borrow belief from people that don't believe in you. Oh. You leave them behind because obviously you are already farther than they are. People on, always, you know, talk to you from their own level of awareness. And mm. if you are more aware where you are already farther, why to take step back? You, I'm not saying that you cut all the relationships but it's like, okay, I love you from the distance. You can stay wherever you want, but I'm ready for more and I'm going to do it. It's, I think, very important that you need to be aware who you are surrounding yourself with because I was for a very, not very long time, but for a while with people that did that I didn't know, but then I realized they didn't like me to succeed because they were afraid that they're going to lose me. Mm-hmm. If I'm there and they stay lower and they were 
good where they are. They, they didn't want to grow, so that's fine. So I accept where you are, but don't keep me there. I have bigger vision. I have bigger dreams, and I decide, I make a choice, and I decide to go after it. Well, it's like taking advice from somebody that hasn't been there, right? Absolutely. You want to yeah. take advice from the people that have gone before. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, so when I was flying first time to U.S., my neighbor, he, older man, but he was like, why would you go there? Like, you're going to fly on this. Maybe the fly, uh, the plane going to fail and engine engine stop work. Like, oh, my God, where have you been? You never lived the village for entire life. So how you can advise me and <laughs> all this stuff? Yeah. So people, again, they're going to advise you only for, from their own level of awareness. So be aware where where they come from, like what level of awareness. Not just their level of awareness, but their level of, of experience, of motivation. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's true. Like you said, some of them are content to stay where they are and they don't want to expand their comfort zone. So yes. you stretching your comfort zone makes them uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And but so, you know, when you invest in yourself and you educate yourself and surround with people like you or I always look people who are farther than me so I can catch up with them, sure. the mentors. Uh, so then, you know, you, you just act, you're accepting people that don't want to follow you or, or are not ready. And, and it's fine. And for some reason, these relationships that were not healthy and were not helping me to grow, they just, they just disappeared. I don't know even how. I didn't have to do anything. I think people stopped coming to your life that are not ready for your greatness. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So let's talk a little bit about your part of your transition, obviously, is figuring out who does Beta serve, right? Who is, who is, who does your heart for? And so who is your niche? Absolutely. So it was evaluating for a long time. I started the life coach and then I realized in, when I was in a leadership position that life and leadership goes hand in hand because when life happens in personal life or in a business life, you have to bring up your leadership skills, you have to stay focused when challenge that change comes and you have to transition. So, and, and you have to show people that, and, Sometimes people say, but I'm not a leader. I'm by myself. If, and I say it's not true because if there is only one person in your life that rely on you, you are a leader. And if you don't believe me, look in the mirror. That person rely on you every single day. So you are a leader. So you, you are be a leader for yourself. So who do I serve? I serve uh, entrepreneurs and I serve people who are hungry for healthy leadership because mm. I experienced since I was a little girl back in the communists where the, the leadership was really bad. So I experienced all kinds of leadership. And this, again, leadership is not only organization. It's your community, your home, your relationship with your spouses. It's where leadership comes uh, front, up front. And I realized later on that it's it goes together. So now I'm serving entrepreneurs and people who are hungry for healthy leadership to develop more leaders and leadership skills. Because I don't believe in leadership crisis that everyone talks about. I believe in a leadership development crisis because leaders 
develop leaders. And you don't have to have a title for that because it's not about the title, yes? It's enough like for or in organization. When you show your people how great leader you are and you're sharing the values that you have, it's going to go down to this, we call it little people that actually I call them big people because these small people at the end of the ladder are actually building who you are on the top and your organization. So if you just, it's going to be like a ripple effect. You just pass on your values and they're going to pick up on it and take it home, take it to their communities. And we're going to have this beautiful, beautiful world where people are happy to go to their work. They, they bring happiness to home. And it's what this life is about, yeah? To be mm. happy and enjoy it. I hope we enjoy the journey because the journey is all we get. Well, and it's, I, I would say that the journey is what you make out of it. Yeah, it's you. Absolutely. All right, we're going to switch it up a little bit now. So are you still married? You, I know you were married. Yes, yeah, I'm me, married. Yes. Tell me about your favorite date. My favorite? Oh, actually, like recent or it's like when so my favorite date it was we were in dominican republic and uh, it was uh, i think we just we were preparing to get married and my husband it was future husband at that moment he uh, proposed to me on the beach which with oh. this people around that i don't even know who they are and he come with the ring uh, in my drink that he was getting it was very sneaky but i wasn't sure like why these people are clapping so everyone was involved but i didn't know what is going on it was it was a very cool date nice and what were you doing down in the dominican republic we just went for vacation but oh, he had so a plan fun. at that time yeah like he had a plan to propose but i mean uh, we already so our situation was different because yeah i was uh i came from poland on special visa and all this stuff. So there was a lot of uh, work to to actually change that visa. And so I, I was about to go home and I said, okay, you're going with me then? And he's like, no, you're staying. And I didn't, oh my gosh. Anyway, so he found <laughs> a way. He's, he proposed to me and I couldn't say no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very good. All right. So what do you love to do in your free time? I, again, I love movement. I love dance. I just, you know, I do yoga, the, the power yoga often, and I dance wherever I can, and I meet people. And sometimes I jump out of plane. So <laughs> that kind wow. of stuff. Yeah. But nice. in, in, not, not by myself. But I have always, you know, you call it tandem, like the skydiving. Yeah. Nice. Not, not, so, not yet. So what kind of dance? uh i love i i don't have a partner here because my husband he is not into dancing he just is like okay you dance i will just clap for you <laughs> but i love tango but i okay. didn't find i didn't find partner here yet that would dance that with me but any dance just you know move my body and feeling the music and i'm i'm good so you're in the springs colorado springs all right yeah. i'm gonna ask my coach who she knows down there so my, my wife and I took ballroom dancing lessons. I know there's places in Denver oh that have tango and, and stuff. So we'll we'll find somebody that can get that you tangoing awesome. again. Yes, I would love that. 
yeah i miss miss that like ballroom dancing yeah oh that'll be so fun so you wa right. wa do you you do you dance the waltz as well uh so no mostly latin right now Latin. okay okay yeah. i'm if it was just my wife she'd be doing all of them because she's just amazing and i'm like still have two left feet and that's still the story I tell myself, but it's pretty much the story that my feet tell. So <laughs> yeah, I, I still try to convince my husband that he can dance, but he has the story that he can't. <laughs> well, it took, it took us, uh, we were, we were together 28 years before I tried. So, <laughs> well, we're going to have 10 years anniversary in June. So nice. um, maybe I will ask for the, the gift. You there you go. You just gotta, <laughs> you gotta try. Yeah. Right. Try. <clears throat> All right. What inspires you? People, people mm -hmm. and their stories. It's so easy question. When I hear to people's stories and you are a coach, so you hear a lot of stories as well. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I thought that my story is like crazy. But then you hear that stories and how people overcome stuff and like, wow, that, that inspires me to work even harder and help more people. Mm, so good. All right. You mentioned working hard, but how important is play and fun as a part of your business? That, that needs to be part, you know, very important part. Without fun, you want to do the work. So if it's, it must be with passion, you have to have passion in what you do because passion creates fun and then you do what you don't really want to do so the, the the this you know i have stuff that i don't like to do but when i think about people that i serve like okay i will do it <coughs> oh excuse me so that's okay you mentioned um working hard and, and doing the things that you you don't want to do how is speaking on stages that that is amazing like i love to be on stages and i love that direct connection with audience that inspires me that empowers me i, I don't even do you speak on stages i do i have yes yes yeah, so you 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 know that feeling that is hard to explain this you are kind of like in euphoria like oh my gosh this connection with people and seeing them transforming right there is is uh, amazing and it's what keeps me going like 2022 i focus mainly on growing on stages and uh, what was the the second part of the question oh just how is it serving your business oh yeah so absolutely it's it's uh it just opens more doors because you are not you are going from this one-to-one -one to one too many and they go and tell about you if they like your story and your the message that you have for them with their people and then you are invited to other groups and you share with so this ripple effect of the change the positive change that i will i'm sharing with audience is just going farther and farther so you influence a lot of people so you are powerful from the stages oh so good so let's talk about gratitude and how has has gratitude been a part of your personal growth and development gratitude is yeah it's uh, like like a food for a soul without that you you cannot go farther because far because you got when you are not grateful for even for the challenging times you're gonna find yourself in a victim mentality right away 
So that that keeps me going as well. And the more gratitude you have, I notice, the more I'm receiving. So it's this kind of invisible power that gratitude has. And it's what I, it's part of my uh, morning routine as well. Like I always write down, and it's also from one of my mentors, free people that I am grateful for, free things, whatever events that I'm grateful for. And even more, six or nine people or situations that I'm not grateful for, but I shower it with love because it happened. Oh, nice. That's a new take. I like that. Yeah. All right. What's the big dream? The big dream is a big stage. It's a big stage, uh, like 5,000, let's say 5,000 or more people. And it's not only about the stage. It's about the right stage that people that are ready to hear my voice, my message, they are ready to receive and they will take it with them and transform impact the people that they live with, that they are in charge with. So we're just going to create this. I love this word ripple effect. Yeah, like the ripple effect of positive change and transition and transformation. Mm, so good. All right, Beata, you've sat with an entrepreneur for an hour now and you want to leave them with your words of wisdom. What would you share? I would say uh, dream big and the best, way to really make your dream reality is start working on it so i would say start now use what you have and don't stop until you get there mm, so good thank you so much for joining me today and sharing such wonderful stories and wisdom thank you for having me on your show robert thank you and all the best and you have amazing audience so my heart is with all of you if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode... Ryan shares that he wanted freedom, financial freedom, work freedom, relationship freedom, and owning his own business gives him the opportunity to live life on his terms. Consistency leads to competence, and it is important to be consistent, create routines that align with who you want to be.